Greetings, Webcology listeners. The ecosystem of the web marketing world is always changing. Technology, and more importantly, radio is evolving. Introducing the next evolution of radio technology for web marketers, the webmasterradio.fm mobile app for iPhone and Android. Listen live, download new shows daily, and stay connected through our social media network. Download the webmasterradio.fm mobile app in the iTunes Store or in Google Play now. Welcome to Webcology. Webcology is the show that takes you into the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the internet. Our guides will take you on a journey into web marketing and bring you the experts and the information so that you can further explore the web marketing world. Now, here are the hosts of Webcology, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome to Webcology here on webmasterradio.fm. We have an exciting show coming up today. It's been a big week in tech, and we have a special guest on today from Plantation, Florida. We have the one and only Evan Weber. Um, Actually, I'm really excited. I like this guy a lot. Um, Evan Weber... uh, CEO and founder of Experience Advertising, one of the uh, stars of the affiliate marketing world. Um, really pleased to have him on Webcology. He's going to be coming up somewhere around quarter after the hour. But before we get to him, I'm this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. I'm joined by Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO. And Dave, we've had one of those weeks. Uh, it's we been have. A fun week. You know what this week is, though? You know what the coolest thing about this week is? It's uh, the end of a really short month. It's that, too? As a matter of fact, um, we should do a public service announcement. I've been uh, – it's been brought to my attention on, on, on strong authority that um, Facebook will not be available on the 29th and 30th of February. So that means um, tomorrow and the next day, guys, no Facebook. <sighs> How will I survive? I don't know. I mean it happens on a work day too, so it couldn't, couldn't be a, at any worse time. <laughs> I mean what will you do with all that increased productivity? <laughs> I'll basically get through March. (laughs) All the work I have there, and I don't know what I'll do in March. Uh, Indeed. I don't know where to go from that. Anyway, um, today, or or this week, I should say, is the second anniversary of the Panda update. (sighs) Near and dear. Hey, this changed your life. This changed your world. At least it, you know, gave you something to write about for the last couple of years. Kept you. <laughs> um, no, seriously. I mean, Panda and Penguin um, fundamentally changed how SEOs look at their job, look at look at uh, search results, how we report to our clients, what we do with our clients, how we look at like leak footprints. Um, you know, it was, a, it was a it was a massive shift in the way Google. Uh, looks at and ranks content, and that started two years ago. Wow, that makes me feel old. <laughs> I, I hate when events happen like that. It's like when I reflect back on like the Microsoft Yahoo potential merger, and it's like, wow, 2008, eh? <laughs> My friend, you turned 40 last week. You we don't talk old. about that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, history's history. We celebrated it here at Webcology. Did you get the bumps? I didn't. I didn't. I, I, I actually, I promptly escaped. <laughs> are you kidding me? Half, half of your employees are out there on Estee saying they'll do it for five bucks. <laughs> Jeez. 
Okay, so um, <laughs> Search Engine Land, uh, Matt McGee over at Search Engine Land did a fun little study um, showing the effect of Panda on uh, you know on real websites on some some high traffic websites. And I'm just bringing it up to my screen now because I, I thought there was, there was a very cool uh, cool chart here showing some sites like Hub Pages, Easy Articles, uh, Associated Content, um, Mahalo. Remember Mahalo? <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, we're talking about you, Jason. Um, and showing the, 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 the enormous impact. In SEO visibility before Panda and after Panda. So this is, again, uh, Matt McGee's piece over at Search Engine Land today. Um, Mahalo.com. They saw a 77% decline in number of, 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 of listings from, from their domain in the two years since Panda struck. How slow do you have to be to reacting to change to be complaining two years later? <laughs> well, it's not that they're complaining necessarily. Um, it, this is just where they're at today. You know? Oh, I'm sorry. You know what? My mistake. I was reading the wrong end of the chart. They're 92% down two years later. They're and if they're not complaining, they're not paying attention. Well, it's a bit of <laughs> a thing. And here's the problem. I mean, these guys all relied on user-generated content, okay? This is like all... Cruft, um, made for links, made to drive bot kind of article content. Um, or in the case of Mahalo, it's sometimes outright spam. Yeah, we're talking to you, Jason. Um, <laughs> <laughs> bust our chops, will you? <laughs> for the last algo upgrade, dude, what's the value of an SEO today? Um, <laughs> <laughs> Well played, sir. Thank you. Um, I'm sorry. This fundamentally changed um, or threatened business models. Um, you know, for years, people made crap content and put it up there because it would either provide a place to put a link to drive a bot, or you'd go look at it and click on an, and hopefully click on one of the adwords that were you know littering this crap content. And this was a volume game. It became a volume game. You know, the more you put up the better chance you had of somebody clicking or somebody doing that action that makes you a few cents here or there. Well, because it was a numbers game, it became you know, a really polluted environment. And that's what Panda and the, um, the, 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 the subsequent Penguin updates were all about, trying to clear out all that detritus, which I might add, Google created the conditions for itself. Yeah, yeah. And they're doing a great job of clearing it up, as we see with a 92%. Oh, indeed. <laughs> well, again, here, here's another one, um, findarticles.com. Now, there's not a lot I can say about Find Articles because I actually – I know the guys who own it, and I know a lot of the background behind Find Articles and the, you know, a, lot of, uh, a lot of business politics there. They've lost 100% of their search visibility. <laughs> um, I don't know exactly – I mean I'd have to go really – Check at findarticles.com and run a couple studies and stuff to find out what 100% of losing 100% of search visibility means. But as far as I can interpret that, that means they are not in the listings. Yeah, that's what it means to me. Two years after um, the Panda update blew, what was like, you know, 
sorry, friends. Um, I will say this much. A business model predicated on creating lousy content and polluting the search engines with it. Um, sorry. I'm gonna get, I know I'm going to hear about that statement later, but it's true. Well, and it's going to be really interesting because because you and I both know uh, we, we're talking about some mass. I won't. Well, mass publishers, right? That are basing it on on advertising. But um, as you know, I got my start in affiliate marketing. Um, you know, we're we're, we're going to have a, a great affiliate marketer coming up here on on the show soon. It's going to be really interesting, and, and you can help me remember. Uh, I would love to ask, and, and you know, I know my take, but ask uh, ask him. Hey, how is this changing? Um, approaches to affiliate marketing. You and I both know it. You know, go circa two thousand, two thousand one. A lot of it was just building. Oh, let's build it. Quasi content. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, well, again, that was the numbers game, wasn't it? The more you put yep. out, the better chance you had of catching the fish. Exactly. Uh, now there's a lot of fishing trawlers out there, and so fishermen like you know e-commerce or affiliates or. Um, you know, anybody who's trying to, to attract traffic and get web users to do whatever that converting task might be. Um, there's a lot more fishing trawlers out on the water, so it's hardly any um, – what's the right word? Uh, it doesn't surprise me. It's hardly any surprise that there's also game wardens out there in the fishing grounds. Yeah, well, and I mean, you know, thinking about it in a lot of ways, and 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 it's what I think about these these the two specific updates that we're kind of touching on here, Panda and Penguin. The thing that I really like about them in in their byproduct. I mean, you know, we're both SEO, so primary byproduct that's awesome about them. It makes SEO even harder, <laughs> so we become more necessary. Okay, that's that's benefit number one. But as a a marketer in general, you know, and and even if I was still an affiliate marketer and, and looking at that side of things. It allows Google a little more latitude. You know, they can't. They don't have to just come in and go. You know what? Affiliate site sucks. If you've got an affiliate site on your, uh, or you got affiliate links on your site, you know, we have to assume the worst. And uh, you know, you're you're never going to rank. There's a lot of good uses for affiliate links. You know, you know it. I know it. You know, if you're going to recommend a product and they happen to have an affiliate program, hey, make a few cents off the recommendation. Oh, um, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but what I think it's, to me, what it's created is an environment where I have to sort of prove it. It, it sort of allows Google a little more latitude to go, well, we're not going to look at that specifically. What we can look at is is more in general. And I now, as a webmaster, have to look and go, well, I'm selling, you know, product X. They can get products X from Amazon or, the, you know, the original source or, or whatnot. So how do I stand out? What value do I put out there? that is different than what they do? How can I be better um, than, than what they're doing and attract more links and what content do I have to put out to attract links? It, basically, I have to up my game, but it does create an environment for me where I know Google doesn't have to punish me just because I have affiliate links on my site. Well, um, you're, you're absolutely not. Google, Google isn't out to kill affiliates at all. Google's just out to, you know, screw over kill people. Crap. De- well, kill crap, yeah, screw over people who are degrading its environment. Yeah, and that's not to say affiliate marketers degrade the environment. There's some extremely clever affiliate pages out there, you know. Oh, and, and you and I—I'm not going to list any examples, yeah. but you and I both both can think of examples where, you know, even the 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 site itself or or content or or, or whatnot or, or marketer is just pumping out crap, but they're doing it really clever. <laughs> and I can, you know what? I can also think of ones where the affiliate page exceeds. 
the actual uh, product manufacturer's page. Oh yeah, you know. Yeah. Okay. We got. You know what? We have Evan coming up in like seven minutes, and I don't. I I, I really want to have a lot of time for him. But I know there's a few more fun things to talk about. I want to talk about Marissa Mayer, but before we get to her and her proclamations of the week, um, when we when we're out there as marketers, you know, out there out there working in the search engines and stuff, we think that we're fighting for like 100 percent of the web traffic. You know, we're we're, we're trying to get as many visitors as we can. Came across a uh, article that was actually written last week, but 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 after we went to air, um, again from Search Engine Land, you know that there are five websites. That capture twenty percent or one in five of the clicks are shared between five websites out there, and this is just, these are search-driven clicks. That's crazy. I, I know. I've I've read the same article. Well, crazy they are. High. Facebook, which gets you know eight and a half percent of all clicks driven from a search engine, <laughs> go to Facebook. YouTube gets about five and a half percent. Yahoo gets you know, about 2.5%. Wikipedia gets about 2%, and Amazon gets about 1.5% of all clicks driven by search engines. I can see somebody actually, like, you know, at, uh, at Yahoo typing in Yahoo into the search box. <laughs> in their Google search box. <laughs> yeah, or, no, in the Yahoo search box. Like, people are stupid, right? <laughs> okay. We've got to talk about her. I mean, I love talking about Marissa Bear. Um, she makes my heart flutter in so many different ways, you know, from my brains all the way down to my toes. Um, <laughs> but this week, she kind of broke it. Yeah, it broke my heart anyway. I was very disappointed. I mean, I get where she's coming from. So, Dave, Dave, why don't you bring this one in? Uh, well, this, this is – and it's going to shock our listeners. Um, this is where you and I uh, disagree. Tyrant. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love her move. Um, and, and for those who don't know, what Marissa basically did, sent out a memo to all of her, all of her staff, basically going, you can't work remotely anymore. You've got to come into the office. Um, it, it, it's gotten flack from a variety of sources. Even Richard Branson voiced in, basically going, this is going to you know, crush creativity and, and this and that. You know, this is a step backwards in, in the evolution. Um, you know, it, 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 in, in doing my reading, uh, J.J. Kaleo, I, I think that's how you pronounce his name anyway, the CEO over at Odesk voiced in on the Forbes site, you know, basically going, you know, this is a horrible thing. And that's like saying that the best people, you know, may not live remotely or, or whatnot. Um, to me, to me, uh, you know, and, and we can go, well, Odesk, based on their business model, you know, he, he's going to be a little biased. Um, Richard Branson, just the, his title. Um, tells you why he can think that founder. I mean, the the man was in a position, started one store, you know, selling selling records. Um, you know, started one store. He got to choose who he hired. Then they chose. You know, basically, people he trusted chose who to hire down. He expanded. He hired the executives. Next down, they hired. So there's an inherent trust that you can have when you have hired the people who are hiring. Well, yeah, but right. remember, 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 his organization is so big that the dude owns a spaceship. <laughs> well, it, it, it's going galactic. Um, yeah. But, I mean, you know, there's as a founder, you have a, a certain, and I'm sure you, you know this, too, because, you, you know, you've started companies. I've started companies, right? I, I mean, there's... Where's my flag card? Yeah. <laughs> but there's a certain latitude you have in that of going, I can inherently trust. We're dealing with an organization... 
five CEOs in three years. Share prices when she took over were at uh, fifteen dollars and sixty-five cents the day before she took over, down from thirty-one dollars. Um, you know, back in in uh, two thousand eight when the when the merger was was in question. Still, I mean, it, she took hold of a sinking ship. It's it's their HR. One of their past HR people came out and said that it is being abused. And and to me, she had to step up and both deal with that issue, right? That that there is some abuse yeah, but, there. Okay, but, but again, I, I don't understand why you have to be at the mothership to be creative. Why you have to be at the mothership to create good products? Why you have to be at the mothership to, uh, you know? I mean, I I don't think that you saw Yahoo um, employees check uh, pretending to be at work and checking out to go fishing. Well, but, here's here's the problem. I think Marissa faces is who knows. Well, right. and, and, and I, they're one of the biggest data companies in the world. They can figure it out. Make, sure, make, make sure they can. Sign in online. I'm sorry, make sure. sure please sign in. I have to whenever I, whenever I get around to checking my Yahoo email account. Well, yes. Yes, you do. But here's, here's, here's some of my core arguments. <laughs> sort of against this. I mean, yes, you can require logging. You, you still can't control what's going on. And Oftentimes, we get into high-tech stuff, right? I mean, tell me how long it takes to build a, a, a WordPress site, right? Who knows, right? I mean, that may take anywhere from a couple hours to, you know, days and days, you know, into weeks and months. So you just have to trust that these people are doing what they say they're doing and, and working as hard as they can, right? I mean, we're dealing, I mean, and I'm talking about a WordPress site. We're dealing with high-end tech well past um, you know, some of that in, in the case of some of their engineers and stuff. So when you say, oh, well, this thing's going to take, you know, five days to whip off. Really? Is it? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, that's not my, it's not Marissa's job to know how long every little task takes, but she can't trust them right now. Will she give this back in the future? I'd bet you dollars to donuts she will once she has pulled them in because the people that are going to complain the most are the people who are the weakest. This is, this is just perfect economic corporate darwinism at play the people that it inconveniences the most are going to be weeded out and quit and go and find jobs dragging down other corporations okay, and the well, people you know, that are strong will stay i don't mean to sound like a bleeding heart liberal or anything here but i'm gonna um mm-hmm. i and i mean here's my problem i'm not gonna sound like a bleeding heart liberal i'm gonna try <laughs> to sound like a very reasonable business person i see both sides of the issue i totally get how grouping together over lunch or running to each other in the hallway or yelling to each other over your workstations back and forth can legitimately increase creativity, mm-hmm. can uh, absolutely, can totally prompt um, people to, you know, to, 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 to uh, collaborate with each other, share ideas and make better products. I get that. Mm-hmm. But I also get how, you know, in the tech world, we we actually, you know, it might seem like we're sitting on our, on our butts all day long, but we actually lead pretty hectic lives. Yeah. I will be on, like, two dozen servers before the day is done. Um, I have a zillion tasks to do. I also have, you know, um, a driveway full of snow waiting to be shoveled um, and a hundred things to do around my business and a whole life I got to run. And maybe I want to go on a date once in a while. Craziness, Jim. Craziness. Um, life work balance in the tech world is especially difficult um, given, you know, how easy it is to work over hours, like 10 to 15 hours a day. It's, mm-hmm. it's easy. We're just sitting here. It's computers. Um, yeah. I think that, you know, th- 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 think of uh, 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 
mothers raising children. They can do an absolutely bang-up job from home, get all their tasks done, raise their kids, Mm -hmm. and, you know, not not necessarily be stuck with the tyranny of the 9-to-5 clock, because the world doesn't work on the 9-to-5 clock anymore. Unfortunately, at least the tech, the the real world doesn't work on the nine to five clock anymore. But I've got to say, the radio world does. <laughs> we got to take a break here on uh, on Webcology. We got to uh, take a take a commercial break because we're twenty one minutes past the hour. We're coming back with Evan Weber, CEO of Experience Advertising. It's going to be a really fun conversation. This this guy this, this guy's fun. He's got great taste in music, too. So, friend, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media and Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO. You listen to Webcology on Webmaster Radio FM. Stay tuned. Coming back with Evan Weber from Experience Advertising. Sit tight and dove. Webcology. We'll be back after this short break. WebmasterRadio.fm has compressed thousands of podcasts and all of our radio shows into the ultimate internet marketer's knowledge base. Introducing the new WebmasterRadio.fm mobile app, absolutely free and now available for iPhone and Android users. Listen to our live broadcasts at the push of a button or access our complete archive of shows, past and present, like SEO 101, Affiliate Buzz, The Shoe Money Show, The Daily Searchcast, and so much more. Read through our blog for continuous industry news and programming updates and socialize with us through all of our social media channels, including Twitter, Facebook, Google+, and YouTube. Download the new WebmasterRadio.fm mobile app, a must-have for every internet marketer on Earth. Download it now from the iTunes Store or the Google Play Store today. Discuss and shape the future of performance marketing in New York City, March 12th to the 13th at the Performance Marketing Insights Conference. Come hear from and talk to other global industry leaders as they share how they're developing new revenue streams, deploying the latest technologies, preparing for increased regulation, and leveraging for the most effective digital advertising channels. WebmasterRadio.fm listeners can save 15% on registration by using the promo code WEBMPMI15. That's WEBMPMI15. For more information and to register today, visit PerformanceMarketingInsights.com. Rise links and web indexes. Take a bow to the largest link map in the world. Majestic SEO. Majestic SEO wields its virtual sort with speed and accuracy to deliver detailed reports of your company's link data and that of your competition. Let Majestic SEO make you your own king of internet marketers. And join the crusade of clients and agencies that have chosen the noble choice for link intelligence. MajesticSEO.com Maximize ROI to use your time and let Majestic wield its mighty sword. MajesticSEO.com It's good to be king. Ever wondered how you could have access to your own SEO expert, paid search specialist, or social media wizard? Looking for help with your affiliate, display media, or email marketing? Look no further than the folks at Fang Digital Marketing. 
Fang Digital specializes in both paid and organic search, social media, display, and mobile advertising solutions, and is staffed by industry veterans from Google, Yahoo, and one of the industry's most influential PPC experts. Fang Digital's award-winning staff stays on top of the latest in digital trends and offer tailored solutions so they can audit your progress and build a roadmap to your success. Learn more about their expanding range of full-service strategic marketing solutions at fangdigital.com. That's F-A-N-G digital.com. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology, only on webmasterradio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davis. Hey everyone, welcome back to Webcology here on webmasterradio.fm. It is Thursday, the 28th of February, the last day of February 2013, unless of course you're a Facebook user anticipating a blackout over the next two days, in which case the 29th and 30th are going to suck. Okay, this is Jim Hunter from Digital Always Media, joined by Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO, and on the line we have one of the, uh, how would you, I tell you, I'm going to go out on limb and say one of the better-known affiliate marketers in the United States, CEO of Experience Advertising. He's going to be presenting in New York City on March the 12th at the Performance Marketing Summit. Evan Weber, welcome to Webcology. Thank you for having me. Glad to be here. Well, man, I've been wanting I follow you on Facebook. I get a big kick out of your Facebook feed, mostly for the music tips, but also for, you know, for the tips on being a smart webmaster and i've been wanting to i've been wanting to talk to you for a couple of years now so i'm really glad we we got you on the show great now in new york you're on march the 12th at the performance marketing yep. summit you're going to be talking on 10 effective strategies for driving website revenue absolutely um without you know i, I don't want to steal your fire from your speech but uh you know, want to share some of those effective no strategies Sure. I mean, a lot of people in the online space, from affiliates to, you know, experienced e-commerce directors and everyone in between, you know, it's always a question of what are what is your strategy across all the different traffic channels, everything from your SEO, your paid search, your, show, your social, your affiliates, you know, content, remarketing, email blasting, you know, there's probably a good 10 channels of online marketing that need to be maximized and improved upon every month on a continuous basis going forward. So whether you're the smallest affiliate marketer just starting out or the most experienced or, you know, a VP of marketing of a, you know, e-commerce website, you need to have a strategy across most of those channels, something that's evolving over time based on effectiveness, based on ROI, what works, what doesn't, you know, newest cutting edge types of strategies and doing all these types of things to ramp up traffic and revenue. So that's that's what I plan on. I plan on touching on all those different channels very briefly and just giving everyone sort of the grand overview of what a great comprehensive online marketing strategy should look like. You've been in the industry for seven, eight years now? And I've been in the industry for 15 years, actually. Oh, sorry about um, that. Yeah, I, I go back into the late 1990s. I had a free auction site. And um, I sold on eBay quite a bit with some some partners of mine, and then I went on to be the uh, marketing director of a website called DentalPlans.com, where we grew a very large productive affiliate program. And then I left there in 2007, started my agency, and I've had my agency for almost six years now. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. Over that time, what we what we have to do as webmasters or web marketers has 
changed and expanded radically. Sure. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm never quite sure how to phrase this question. I don't, I don't want to call you old school or an old dog, but how has learning the new tricks been over your career and adapting to, to the new, well, the, the new normals for web marketing? Well, that's, that's a great question. Well, well put. Um, well, you know, a lot of things have changed and a lot of things have stayed the same. Um, you know, back in the early days, SEO was all there was. Um, this is, you know, before pay-per-click ever, you know, really sprouted and, 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 you know, grew wings. It was about, you know, page titles and content and, and getting, you know, content out there. And, and it's still the same. I mean, you just have to do it a lot more deliberately and a lot more thoroughly and, and, and better these days to really gain rankings and, you know, leverage, leverage your organic traffic channel. Um, and so, you know, as you guys were talking about SEO a little earlier in the show, and, and these different updates from Google, um, you know, one thing always remains true is that if you if you have original, frequent content postings on your website, you're going to be rewarded for that. So that's a lot of what I represent to the affiliates and the different clients that we work with on the merchant side, um, posting a lot of, you know, original product um, descriptions, content, articles, blog posts, online press releases, getting fresh content out there on, into the Internet on a, on a frequent basis. Um, and, you know, that's always a good, you know, very inexpensive strategy that usually works well. And, you know, on the social side, you know, staying on top of running sweepstakes and contests to build fans and advertising for fans and doing things like running sweepstakes, which I guess we'll get into in a minute, and converting those fans into email addresses so you can remarket to them and email, you know, them different promotions and really work them on Facebook. So, you know, a lot of tools have sprouted up to help the web marketer from retargeting to sweepstakes tools to, you know, various apps you can use to pump up your social stuff. You know, so all these things need to be stayed on top of and need to be leveraged in this day and age. Okay, well, you know, I'm, I'm, I know that you're running the March Madness. I don't, up here in Canada, we don't understand March Madness, but I know that you guys are running the March Madness Affiliate Marketing Sweepstakes. See, up here we have the NHL playoffs, but I'm from Toronto, so I don't understand such things. Um, March Madness Affiliate Marketing Sweepstakes. What is that? Mm-hmm. Well, we like to run a lot of sweepstakes and giveaways throughout the course of a year. Uh, we do it quite a bit in the fourth quarter through our clients, so we're, where we run their affiliate programs. We we give away a lot of you know iPads and Kindle Fires and gift cards just to you know producing affiliates, random affiliates that produce sales, and other people trying hard to you know we give away a lot of client funded prizes. This particular contest is just simply me giving away three iPad Minis to random affiliates that enter the contest. So it's, it's really just a way to just award people you know, fairly randomly with a nice prize. Um, and so this is just another way that I'm building loyalty among the affiliate masses that we manage on, on the big networks like CJ, LinkShare, ShareSale, et cetera. Um, we are able to expose this type of sweepstakes. And it, it, it does um, a lot of, you know, good for my agency. It builds fans. Uh, they have to, you know, like the fan page in order to enter the contest. So it's really a fan-building exercise for me. Um, in my in my agency, and it's giving you know it's it's building loyalty by giving away some prizes and just showing that we're we're not afraid to do that and to reward and award affiliates different things you know just out of the courtesy of it all um, and now we appreciate them. So, 
when, when, when you go into a sweepstakes like this, I mean, given, given the size of your network, you know you're going to get good response. Would you advise somebody getting into the game to do something like this, to, to, to try to draw attention? Well, yeah, I was, I, was, you know, I was just about to segue into, you know, everyone should be running sweepstakes. We use a really awesome tool called Woobox, W-O-O-B-O-X.com. Um, so very inexpensively, for about $29 a month, you can turn it on and off. You can run a Facebook sweepstakes, which runs as an app on Facebook, and it actually will get people to like your fan page. It'll, you can ask them for their email address, and you can also um, have them tweet out a message, and they get bonus entries for, for doing so. They get bonus entries when their friends enter. So it's, it's a really great way to build fans. Every affiliate, no matter how big, can run one of these. Um, if you have more traffic and you have fans already and maybe an email database, then you can expose it to more people. It tends to work better. But, you know, and, and there's a spectrum of, you know, small to large. People with large databases and a lot of traffic and a lot of fans can really market the heck out of the sweepstakes. And everyone that enters it, their friends see it, and so it goes viral in that way. And you can convert fans into email database subscribers, and you can convert email subscribers into fans and convert some of the site traffic into fans and subscribers. So it works across all channels and can be promoted across all channels at the same time. And, and one thing with affiliates, and we, we, you know, we educate them on how to expand their social media efforts. So this is one of the main ways by running a sweepstakes because it's so inexpensive. You can give away a $50 gift card or you know, an iPad. Um, and a lot of times you can get a, a client-funded prize, like one of the merchants you're affiliated with. You can ask them, say, hey, we're running the sweepstakes, and, and are you interested in donating the prize? We'll do a blog post. We'll link to you in the post. We'll say that your particular company sponsored the contest prize. And a lot of times affiliates can actually get one of their advertisers to donate the prize in the sweepstakes for in turn for some publicity and some branding. So that's a really great way to sort of leverage that as a smaller affiliate, medium, or, or large. And so, yes, I, it's highly recommended that all affiliates of all types run sweepstakes to build fans and, you know... Well, I, I've got a question. Like we're we're talking about sweepstakes here, and, and I mean that's that's a great segue. Now, I I haven't done aggressive affiliate marketing since probably the the early two thousands, and and that, you know as we discussed previously here, it was an easier game back then. There was kind of one source. Um, what's always been a, a curiosity, and I think to our listeners as well, and 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 to me, I'll, I'll be interested to hear your answer. Um, it's gotten harder. You know, there's there's more you need to do. There's more traffic sources. Of course, there's more traffic to be had and more people on the Internet at this point. Sure. Sort of dollar per hour. Is there, a, is there a ladder? As it's gotten harder, as you've had to put more time into link building because you can't just blast links or content development because it's got to be good. On that dollar per hour that, that we used to be looking at back in the early 2000s, are we kind of looking at, at, at a lateral? Um, so where the, the, the reward is as high as it used to be, it's just that you need to do things completely different. Well, I think, again, um, every affiliate marketer or merchant needs a comprehensive online marketing strategy. You know, again, everything from their SEO, their content strategy, to their paid search, to their social strategy their email list building, and then sending email blasts with offers periodically. They're retargeting when people leave the website without taking the desired action. Um, that's a, a very large advancement in the industry that's helped a lot of both merchants and bigger affiliates. Um, the smaller affiliates aren't quite into the retargeting thing because there is cost, and then you have to measure, is it you know ROI positive or not? So a lot of times affiliates aren't able to 
sort of realize ROI on some of these things that merchants can just because their margins are a lot smaller and their commissions are, you know, a fraction of what the merchant would make. Um, but in general, you know, even though it's gotten harder to get rankings, if you, you know, the affiliates I see with great rankings, they don't really lose their rankings if they've, if they've stayed true to original content principles from day one. Um, and then, of course, you know, possibly doing some blog roll exchange links and, you know, the various little things you can do to gain a little boost here and there. Um, I don't really preach any kind of link building or link trading these days. I'm not, I haven't for like five years. Um, I, I've always been on the um, original frequent content bandwagon, and now it's about really using social media, um, your Twitter, your Facebook, your fan page, your LinkedIn to, you know, get your content out there to build your network so you can expose your content to more people to grow your fans so that they can share it, they can like it, and that, that picks up traffic. That builds all those little social networking activities will build traffic back to your website if you do it properly. And then if you do things like running sweepstakes and contests, you can grow fans even faster and then, you know, leverage your fans, interact with your fans, get to be, get to know your fans, be your fans' best friend. M most companies and most affiliates, you know, people just don't do social media management well because they don't really want to be friends with their fans. But if you, if you go about it in a very proactive, friendly way and really build a friendship with your fans and your Twitter followers, you can really expect to gain revenue from that and also a lot of viral you know, exposure. All right, I'm going to take us just uh, jump in here really, really quick. We've got to take about a, a two-minute station break, but I'd love for you to stay on the line because i got some more questions for you coming up here in, in just a couple minutes. But in the meantime, this is uh, with Evan Weber from Experience Mark, our advertising. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media and Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO. We'll be back in just a couple minutes. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology. We'll be back after this short break. The SES Conference and Expo is making a springtime stop to New York City, March 25th through the 28th. SES New York 2013 is moving to a brand new venue in the heart of Times Square at the New York Marriott Marquis. Register now at SESConference.com. SES New York 2013 features some of the best and brightest minds in search and social marketing with keynote addresses by top-level executives from Google, Twitter, ESPN, and more. SES New York 2013 will also feature a loaded expo hall and Texpo Pavilion. On-site training by the ClickZ Academy, WebmasterRadio.fm's annual search bash, and so much more. SES New York 2013 at the New York Marriott Marquis in the heart of Times Square, March 25th through the 28th. Register now at SESConference.com. Aim clear. This is how you sell with social. Have you tried to do CPA conversions using social PPC and failed? You're not alone. These days, Facebook, LinkedIn, and YouTube require true specialists to dominate. Aim Clear, the agency, brings definitive psychographic targeting, bleeding edge creative, and killer content amplification to the social advertising table. Aim Clear. 
This is how you sell with social. Aim clear. This is how you sell with social. Oh, yeah. My day is done. Time for happy hour. You're already done for the day? Yeah, because I use certifiedknowledge.org. Their PPC tools literally save me hours every day. How do you keep on top of all of Google's new features? Easy. With Certified Knowledge, their interactive learning modules keep me up to date. And if there's something I don't know, I can watch their video lessons without having to hunt around the Google help files. Great. I'm ready to expand my knowledge. Hi, I'm Brett Geddes. I'm the only leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the AdWords Seminars for Success. I personally recommend CertifiedKnowledge.org as your one-stop shop for all your PPC needs. Learn. Optimize. Connect. Be smart. Go to CertifiedKnowledge.org now. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology, only on webmasterradio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Webcology here on webmasterradio.fm. It's the 28th of February, 2013. So as of tomorrow, it's March. And as of right now, we still have Evan Weber from Experience Advertising on the line. Uh, we're going into our last 10 minutes of the show. It's amazing how these hours just go. Um, sorry, last 15 minutes of the show. So, Evan, um, it's, it's an opportune time, and I, I, I got a feeling you could talk about this for a while. Affiliate marketing has gone through a lot of changes over the last, say, uh, five, five or so years. Yeah. The state of the industry in 2013, uh, with you know the expansion of social media and um, the opening of uh, video channels, the um, sudden well, it seems like the decapitation of the display market. What's the affiliate marketing world like in 2013? Well, I think it's definitely bright. Um, it's growing. It's it's been growing very steadily every year for probably the last ten years. Um, yes, social has helped the whole situation with you know affiliates able to build fan pages and, and coordinate communities so they don't have to really do it on their own site anymore. They can just coordinate a Facebook community and then expose them to different offers and, and quality information. Um, you know, the, the affiliates like Skim Links and Vig Link where you know, they're, they're able to tap into existing content and populate that with affiliate links. That's, that's quite you know, revolutionary stuff because um, it just broadens it. You know, a lot, of, a lot of people don't realize how many big companies are actually acting as affiliates and web publishers. Um, they, a lot of times they'll have shopping malls. A lot of times they'll have back-end members areas where they can, you know, get different offers from different online retailers, and then they're acting as an affiliate of other, of other companies, and they're just using it to monetize their, their membership base or their website traffic. So a lot of people don't, don't really realize how expansive the industry is, and they sort of, you know, poo-poo it as just a bunch of coupon sites and toolbar publishers. But, um, you know, as I, as I like to say, that's a, that's a very, you know, segmented area um, of the affiliate world. The larger affiliate world is web publishers, webmasters, bloggers, people with fan pages, people with newsletter lists, um, and they're able to market different affiliate offers and get compensated on a, you know, on a performance basis. So I, I continue seeing it growing. The, one of the major drags on the industry has been all the legislation in the different states that have, you know, in, 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 enacted their affiliate tax laws. So hopefully we'll, there'll be a nationwide conclusion to that and, and see how that shakes out because that's, that's definitely, you know, put a damper on things a little bit, um, you know, a damper on an exploding industry. But um, assuming that gets worked out 
over time, then um, you know there's really nothing stopping it. And, and it's an extremely diverse industry. It's it's you know on on the bigger networks, you know we manage um, a universe of probably a hundred thousand individual web publishers that are all doing something different. You know, and, and it's just so diverse. And that's the beautiful thing about it, and that's why I love being in the affiliate management arena because I get to interact and work with these people myself personally. And um, so that's uh, I get to see what their project is and advise them and critique it and give them suggestions. And that's you know that's the type of affiliate interaction that we do with people. So yeah, it's it's definitely growing and expanding even further, and um, I think the future is bright. No, I'm. Most of my friends know what I do for a living. They don't necessarily understand it, but they know that I'm involved with the web and with search engines. Um, They, for some reason on LinkedIn, um, I'm an expert in affiliate affiliate marketing. So I've had a number of my friends. I mean, these are hard economic times, especially for um, people in their their 40s or 50s. If If you're unemployed in your 40s and 50s without a university degree, even with a university degree, you you know, it's it's nervous times. So I've had right. people who don't have a lot of experience with the web, but they, they, they need to make money somehow, asking me about entry into affiliate marketing. Okay. Um, three people in the last two weeks, in fact. What kind of right. advice would you give to somebody, you know, they, they know enough about computers to know that this environment exists. What, sh- should they dive in? Do they need to learn? Well, absolutely, first? absolutely. It's you know, it's as simple as putting up a free blogger site, um, connecting with with some of the affiliate networks, Google Affiliate Network or Commission Junction, LinkShare, ShareSale, or putting some Google AdSense ads up on the blog, and then just start posting. You know, create a niche blog, a niche site, um, a totally free environment. You can buy a domain and point it to the site, or you can do a totally free subdomain. You know, blogger site, and there you go. You're off and running. And, and you can even take it one step further and make it mobile by putting the blogger app on your smartphone so that when you're out and about running your errands or sightseeing, you could literally be posting images and content right from your phone to your blog and building out your blog on the fly while you go around doing your daily routine. I mean, talk about turning your phone into a cash register. Um, okay. Now, the thing that you know, should, be, should be mentioned is that you know, it never comes easy and that you need to be pl- 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 Oh, my gosh, I can't even spit it out right now. <laughs> prolific. Prolific. There you go. Just like Jimi Hendrix, you have to be extremely prolific with what you do. Um, if you don't, if you don't want to go in there and be pro- prolific, wow, um, then then you're probably not going to make any money. So um, yeah, I would say pick a niche, pick something you're passionate about, go launch a free blogger site, connect to the affiliate networks, connect to Google AdSense, put a um, a newsletter sign up on there, launch a fan page, put the fan widget in the right column. And start posting your butt off. Um, and what I mean by that is probably five or ten posts a day. Um, if you can't commit to at least one post a day, don't even. I, I wouldn't even bother. Um, but you know, and that's a little, you know, that's a little hardcore. But um, I think if you can commit to one post a week, you're probably you know worthy. But one post a day at the least, five to ten a day to really get some traffic. And then you know. Once you get some fans and you get some subscribers, you can start working them on Facebook and sending email offers and and build up a nice little revenue stream and, and traffic stream. But it, it definitely is work, and it's you know definitely about posting original content frequently and under things people are searching for, and not you know and, and more obscure things as well. And that's a nice little strategy for getting into the game. 
No, I without, mean, without, without spending a, a penny, <laughs> mind you, without spending anything. Totally no, I, you know, I, I I love the idea of the diversification you're talking about and and, and all of that sort of stuff. Of course, we all we all know, you know, for those of us old enough, which as Jim pointed out earlier in the show, I definitely am to remember Field of Dreams. Um, we know this isn't an environment. You know, I mean, I can publish, you know, a, a billion posts a day. Um, until people actually know they're there, until I've started to acquire some links, until people even know I exist on social media and should be followed, you know, you're you're sort of shouting into the dark. For for people just entering, they they really don't know too much. How do you get those first seed sets of of sort of authoritative signals? Well, I don't even really look at it. I mean, in that respect, I mean, if you if you put up a blog, a free blog, and then you just start posting content about this or that, you know, you'll start getting traffic. You'll start getting dribs and drabs of traffic. And then once you start seeing, you know, dribs and drabs of traffic coming in, it might motivate you to post more and more frequently. And the more frequently you post, the more traffic you're going to get. There's a direct correlation. So, you know, I would I advise people all the time to, you know, enact this strategy without spending a penny. And, you know, a lot of affiliates come to me, you know, should I spend money on this? Should I spend money on that? I'm like, no, don't spend any money on PPC. Don't spend any money on buying an email list, um, buying fans. You know, advertising for fans is always a good strategy because you can, you know, work those people over time and, you know, build up a community. So that, that could be a valuable expenditure. But you can really do this without spending a dime. And when, when you're ready to spend money, when your sites are getting traffic and you're getting some click-throughs on AdSense and to the affiliate banners and making some commissions, then you can look at reinvesting some of that money to buy traffic, to buy pay-per-click traffic on Bing ads or AdWords under really highly targeted stuff that you're doing well for and sort of complement your organic strategy with a PPC strategy. Um, and that, and you know, or maybe add on some fan acquisition, some uh and then run some sweepstakes and get it all cranked up. But I have a lot of articles and webinars that I've constructed, you know, and um, over the last couple of years that talk about this type of stuff um, on my on my site, Experience Advertising slash Affiliate Dash Resources. Um, there's a ton of articles about how to do all the things in affiliate marketing effectively and without spending a penny. And, and that's where people should be directed if they have questions or or given my phone number, and I'll be glad to have a conversation with them. Now, I mean, uh, you know, interesting about and and that's you know that's how I started. You know, zero dollars in, well, you know, couple bucks for a domain, few bucks for hosting, off you go. Right. Um, but let's say you know if somebody came really really limited, you know, they're just getting started, but they got you know five hundred bucks burning a burning a hole in the pot. You know, I'm trying to go with like a budget that's you know just low enough that it, you know an average person may may sort of have that available to spend on a marketing. What would you Sort of advice. Once they've got a good buffer of some content in there, if you just had five hundred bucks to do something with, what, what would you sort of advise them to, um, to take a look at? If it was if, if it was just a regular affiliate that had some you know merchant banners on their website or AdSense, I'd probably put it into Facebook fan advertising. Um, you know, the, if you spend money on keywords and, and paid search, you know, you're you're unless you're getting it really inexpensively on Bing, Bing ads, um, Google, you'll never get anything inexpensively enough to make you know create an ROI. But if, if you can get some really inexpensive keywords on Bing, then I would say you know throw it at Bing a little bit and throw the rest at Google. I mean at a face, Facebook fan advertising under people who are interested in in the t- type of topics that your site is about in your niche and build up your fan count so you can, when you do a new blog post or build a new page, you can share it on your fan page and expose those people to it, which creates traffic back to the site. 
impossible commissions. So, so yeah, I mean, I, I definitely wouldn't recommend going and throwing it all at Google um, because you won't you won't get an ROI. You'll you'll throw five hundred at it and you might get one sale or two. So, you know, that's it's just it's just very hard to as an affiliate at the low commissions that most of most affiliates make. Um, to make any kind of keyword buys or any kind of advertising buys create a positive ROI for yourself. That's why I, I recommend going the free route. I recommend building fans, maybe doing some very low-cost keyword buys on Bing ads. Um, but on Google, you'll never get it like that. Or taking some of that money and having some content written. You know, hire a content writing company, spend a couple hundred dollars having more content written to, to make your site, you know, more authoritative on whatever topic it's about, or just adding more original content to your site quicker. Okay, um, you know, Evan, we're we're down to the last couple minutes of the show. Um, I think that you know we're we're gonna have a lot of people listening to this podcast and wondering where they learn more. Now, Experience Advertising is a affiliate affiliate management company of of good repute. How do people get involved with you? If that's if that, that that's a safe way to get in the industry, eh? Well, you know, we've made the transition over to a full-service online marketing agency in the last year. Um, managing affiliate programs is definitely something that's, you know, near and dear to my heart and something I've been doing for over 10 years, so it's something I'll always be involved in. But um, we also do, you know, SEO. We do articles, press releases, paid search management, social media management, um, conversion rate optimization for merchants, making their website traffic convert better. Um, email marketing. We, we do every aspect related to online marketing. Um, if they, if you're an affiliate looking to broaden your knowledge, you would go to experienceadvertising.com forward slash affiliate dash resources, and there you'll find 50 or 60 of my articles. On the blog, you'll see some of my webinars, my free recorded webinars that are just educational for affiliates and online marketers alike. And if you're a company looking to hire us for anything related to online marketing services, then you can call me or you can go to the website and contact us through the contact form, and I would be happy to give you a complimentary analysis and consultation. Well, Simple as that. There you go. Um, Evan Weber, we didn't have time to talk Jimi Hendrix and T-Rex, and I really wish ah, we did. New, <laughs> album, new album dropping on the 7th. You can get it on NPR right now. If you just, just Google NPR Jimi Hendrix, you can hear the whole new Jimi Hendrix release. And there um, is the webology action item, folks. There you go. <laughs> okay, Evan, you I'm go. sorry. We're, we're, we're down to seconds. Your mind will be blown. We are down so, to seconds. Great Just stuff. enough time great to say, stuff. sir, thank you. Thank you for spending time with thank us today. Thank you for having me, guys. It was a pleasure. Um, friends, that was Evan Weber from Ex- uh, Experience Advertising. You can catch him in New York City at the Performance Marketing Summit, March the 12th. And I'm afraid you'll have to catch us next week because that's it for us. So on behalf of Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. You've been listening to Webcology on webmasterradio.fm. Got some news coming up. Then I think we have uh, performance marketing coming up directly after us. I might get corrected by studio. I might not. But at any rate, (laughs) we're going to be back talking to you next week. Be safe. Have a wonderful time. This has been a presentation of WebmasterRadio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program as well as our complete library of programs. 
apps, on demand, or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.webmasterradio.fm. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of webmasterradio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of webmasterradio.fm is prohibited.